0: This is the only resolution that matters. This is the one resolution from which all of the resolutions are to be rooted as a believer in Christ. I am reminded of the words found in Colossians chapter 3, verse 17, encouraging believers in putting on the new self in Christ. And whatever you do in word or deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through Him. We all have things we desire to change and to improve upon. But this one resolution is one for all time. You just heard an excerpt from my latest blog post featured on Love Six, Scribe. Hi there, and welcome to the Love Six, Scribe podcast, where we talk about biblical truths, current topics, and where we grow in loving the Word and loving the One who is the Word, Jesus Christ. I am Dawn Hill, and I am the Love Six, Scribe. Happy New Year. I hope that 2022 so far is finding you well and that you are ready to grow even more in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. wanted to talk about resolutions. Why not? All of us have things that we want to change or that we want to make improvements on in our lives, but this one thing I found myself focusing on lately, I want to encourage you in and maybe get you thinking about it. The resolution of knowing Christ more and I'm not talking about in, again, the the mystical way of you know, trying to hear the voice of God for yourself or trying to develop a deeper relationship based on emotions or feelings or sensationalism, anything like that. What I want to talk about was knowing the Lord Jesus Christ and then knowing him even more. I was listening to some worship music the other day. And there was a song by City of Light that came on, I was listening to, and it was so beautiful, especially when I got to the, the bridge part of it. And the bridge part was talking about like wave after wave on the ocean, like all of the sand on the shore, your beauty and glory are endless, oh Jesus, I must know you more. And the song was talking about knowing the Lord, understanding who he is, his attributes, what he's done. And that desire to know him more and and to understand the depths of him as, as Lord and Savior, as God Almighty, all the different aspects of that relationship with God that we have. And that in and of ourselves, we're just not able to do that. We're not able to comprehend that in our finite understanding. But as we go through this life, we can certainly continue on that path of knowing him more. I looked up the term resolution and that definition, one definition for it that probably fits with what we're talking about with making New Year's resolutions is a firm decision to do or not do something. And so, as we come into this new year, there is a tendency for us to set certain goals that we have for ourselves. And one of the biggest ones is to lose weight, or that we want to read more books, or we want to travel to more places, or we want to you know, we have maybe a bucket list that we want to fulfill. There can be many different things for people based on what their resolutions are. And some of us may find ourselves making the same resolutions every year because we never do what we wanted to do the year before, or we feel like we botched it up the first month in losing weight and so we don't do that. But this one particular resolution is one that's worth keeping all the time because we're always going to be on this continual journey while we're in this earth of understanding more about God, learning about God and wanting to uh, walk in, in all of his ways and to acknowledge all of his ways, to grow in the grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ, to grow in that fellowship that we have with him. And I know for myself, when I think about that, you know, I was thinking about coming into this year, I was kind of not looking forward to it, to be honest with you, after the, after last year. But I really needed to repent of that mindset because the Lord has made this year. The Lord has made every day. The word tells us that this is the day that the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. I don't need to wait for, for emotions to rejoice in that. As I was telling you last week, sometimes we tend to base our praise and our worship or our our, um, our love for God, our affection for God, our adoration for God based on our circumstances when the circumstances don't determine the worthiness or even his attributes. And so growing in that this year, that is something that is coming to the forefront of my mind and having to repent of, Lord, I'm, I'm sorry for dreading the beginning of this year and dreading what it could hold. I need to look to you and keep my eyes on you. And that's the importance of in this type of resolution is to keep our eyes on Christ, to keep our focus on Christ. So as we talk about the new year resolutions, one of the things I thought would be interesting to do was to look at the resolutions Jonathan Edwards had written during his time on this earth. He was a revivalist preacher and theologian during the during the 18th century. And I wanted to share some of those with you. Some of them I found a little humorous, but really it was kind of inspiring to read them and, and also think about the fact of having that desire to wanting to know Christ, to know Him more in this coming year. And I want to share with you that uh, the, some of the obvious ways that we can do that. And that this is just to really encourage you and to get us started into the new year. And I will be sharing some content as we go on some topics as I have in the past. But I thought today would be more uh, low-key and to get you thinking about getting prepared for this coming year as uh, we get into 2022. Now, Jonathan Edwards, again, he was the revivalist preacher that wrote The Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God. You may be familiar or have heard of that work, that body of work that he did. But some of these resolutions I came across, and and I actually have a t-shirt that has one of the resolutions on it that I'll share in just a minute. I I really like I got from this company called Scripture Type. But Jonathan Edwards shares in here, and it looks like they shared about 65 of them. He talks about, breaks them up, and he talks about his overall life mission of these resolutions that he's made. And um, he he resolves to be continually endeavoring to find out some new invention and contrivance to promote the aforementioned things he talks about. He talks about resolve to live with all my might while I do live. I think that's a good one. He talks about, as far as good works, resolve to be endeavoring, to find out fit objects of charity and liberality. even had one for uh, when you look at time management, for example. Um, Resolve never to lose one moment of time, but improve it the most profitable way I possibly can. This is the one I have on the the shirt. Resolve never to do anything which I should be afraid to do if it were the last hour of my life. That really puts it in perspective, doesn't it? As a believer, we want to be pleasing to the Lord. We don't want to do things that uh, would be grieving to His Spirit. We want to do things that are always honoring the Lord Jesus Christ. So I thought that was a good one. He said one of the funny ones I found I found it was funny, but he it probably was serious for him. He said resolved to inquire every night before I go to bed whether I have acted in the best way I possibly could with respect to eating and drinking. That's probably one that we can think about as far as our New Year's resolutions for wanting to have a trimmer waistline. He talks about resolve to ask myself at the end of the day, week, month, and year, wherein I could possibly in any respect have done better. There are other ones that he shares. He talks about relationships. Uh, Resolve never to do anything out of revenge. Resolve never to suffer the least motions of anger to irrational beings. Resolve never to speak evil of anyone so that it shall tend to his dishonor more or less upon no account except for some real good there are other ones that he talks about as well with suffering and character he talks about the spiritual life and in in addressing prayer and communion with god which those are the ones i want to focus on because when i got to those those were those were really resonating with me as well as a believer in christ with the spiritual life He talks about resolving to examine carefully and constantly what that one thing is in me which causes me in the least to doubt the love of God and to direct all my forces against it. And I think as believers in Christ, that's one of the things that we probably do struggle with from time to time is understanding the love of God and understanding that is who he is for one thing that he most certainly is. That's one of the beautiful attributes of God is his love and his love that he has for those that he holds close to him, his believers, his children. But with the as far as the spiritual life, resolving to examine carefully that one thing in me that causes me to doubt the love of God and to direct all my forces against it, I thought that was good. He talked about prayer, resolved never to count that a prayer, nor to let that pass as a prayer, nor that as a petition of a prayer which is so made, that I cannot hope that God will answer it nor that as a confession, which I cannot hope God will accept. He talks about the Lord's day, about resolutions for that, uh, for righteousness. He deals with the mortification of sin and in self-examination, communion with God. He talks about this. He says, resolve very much to exercise myself in this all my life long with the greatest openness I am capable of to declare my ways to God and lay open my soul to him, all my sins, temptations, difficulties, sorrows, Fears, hopes, desires, and everything and every circumstance. And that's a really good reminder as well for all of us is that, you know, there's nothing that we can hide from the Lord and we need to cast all of our cares on him. We need to go before him. So I enjoyed reading through this whole list that Jonathan Edwards had created for resolutions that he had made through the years. He wanted to demonstrate and live this life, it seems, that was honoring to the Lord. He wanted to grow in his understanding of God. He wanted to truly honor Christ and all that he did, and he realized his own limitations in doing so as a human being. And so I really appreciate even the last one that I read about communion with God to you, And even in the two that were under communion with God, he said, uh, the other one was resolved to improve every opportunity when I am in the best and happiest frame of mind to cast and venture my soul on the Lord Jesus Christ, to trust and confide in him and consecrate myself wholly to him that from this, I may have assurance of my safety, knowing that I confide in my redeemer. But the one that really stood out to me the most was the one, there was one that was listed I came across that was under scriptures. And it said, resolve to study the scriptures so steadily, constantly, and frequently, as that I may find and plainly perceive myself to grow in the knowledge of the same. And that is the one thing, this right here, when I think about this one resolution to know Christ more, to know him, to know him more, this is the center of how that is going to happen along with prayer and continual uh, continuing to stay in our corporate fellowship with other believers but it all is going to stem back to the word of god it's going to stem back to understanding what the bible has to say about christ because he is the word he is the one that the the, the word of god the written word of god testifies of if you have been in that type of environment where Uh, And and I know I've mentioned this before, but when you've been in an environment where the focus is, well, in order to know Christ, you have to have some sort of experience or you have to have this um, elevated emotional encounter with Jesus or you had to have some sort of heavenly visitation or you had to have some sort of intimate encounter, you know, pick the different words that you could say. That in order for you to even if for, to qualify for intimacy with Christ or fellowship with Christ, that you have to have some sort of almost as it were like an ascended type of experience with the Lord, and that's just not the case, because we can know the Lord going to God in prayer and petitioning Him worshiping him, worshiping him, whether in it's in our private time at home or we're worshiping in corporate gatherings. We can understand who God is by reading his word devoting time to study His Word, devoting time to, to searching the Scriptures and to really understand the attributes of God, meaning His characteristics, who He is, loving Him for who He is, not just what we can get from Him, but loving Him for who He is, loving the things that He loves, understanding why there are boundaries that He sets and that His Word describes those boundaries and not being offended by the fact that His Word sets those boundaries, by the way. These are things that we can do that will we'll grow in knowing the Lord more. But it all goes back to being founded in and rooted in the Word of God. That is the foundation that we rest upon because that's where the gospel comes from. That's what testifies of Christ. That's how we know the truth. His Word is the truth. You know, Jesus prayed in John 17 when He was praying for... Uh, the high priestly prayer is what many call it. When He was praying for the disciples and for those to come, i.e., us... He says, sanctify them in your truth. Your word is truth. He's praying to the father and he's asking for this very thing. Sanctify them in your truth. Set them apart by your truth. Your word is truth. We are set apart because of the word of God. And so to answer that call, that resolution, that one thing that by all of the resolutions are going to come, because quite frankly, to say, well, I'm going to, you know, I want maybe I want to lose some weight, or I have you know a list of books that I want to read, or there's other things that I want to do that are resolutions. I could do those in and of myself, but if I'm not thinking in the back of uh, if I if I'm not driven, or the the main thrust or focus is not, man, I want to grow more in my my fellowship with Christ. I want to grow in my relationship with Christ. I want to know Him more. Through doing these things, I want to honor him and glorify him in in all that I do, because the word tells me in, in everything that I do, in word and deed, that I'm to honor Christ. To follow that example, like Paul, in in the, as a believer, in simply saying, you know, I just want to know, know Christ and his resurrection, to know him and to know his resurrection. I want to know him more. And again, I know that I'm not putting that in the context, but I'm trying to give you an idea of... The the fact as believers, we are to to have that desire. This is not just a one-stop shop where we we pray a prayer, and then we just say, okay, we're good. You know, I can go on autopilot now. I don't need to worry about it. I don't need to concern myself with what the Bible says, or I don't need to, you know... I don't need to spend time doing A, B, and C. I'm good. I, I've prayed the prayer and I'm settled, and I can go on my merry way. But the fact of the matter is, is that this life is not our own. Once we acknowledge, if we truly acknowledge, we've repented and we confess the Lord as our uh, confess Christ as our Lord and Savior, then we are acknowledging our life is not our own and doesn't belong to us any longer. And so now. We want to live for Christ. We want to die to those things that we need to die to every day in order to continually walk in that sanctification, to walk in that way to where we are continuously continuing to fellowship with Christ. And some people may hear me say, as far as the emotional side of it, that, you know, well, you just want, if you're just talking about the emotions or not wanting to address those, then you're just wanting to act like a robot. Listen, I know there are times that we will be, um, you know, maybe singing a song or that we're reading in the scripture or we're just sitting and pondering in prayer or we're just thanking the Lord for what he's, who he is, what he's done in a specific situation. We can become overwhelmed emotionally thinking about the the salvation of of our god the the fact that he has saved us that he's redeemed us he's clothed us in his righteousness that he has reconciled us back to the father that that he has made us co-heirs with him and and think about the loveliness the majesty the splendor of god his his wonderful attributes his holiness his righteousness his glory his uh, faithfulness, his love, his mercy, his justice. We can think about all the different things about the Lord, and we can certainly have emotions about that. But just as a quick reminder to you and I both, the, the emotions are not what bring validation. I mean, you can read a Bible passage or hear a song that is talking about God, and you may not ever shed a tear, but there's still so much depth and truth in there that's being talked about and lay bare about our God, that it's still, it does not change the fact of who he is, is what I'm trying to say. And so as we're coming into this new year, I really want to encourage you as believers, consider your res, the best resolution that you're going to have. The most important one is that you're going to know Christ more this year. Maybe it's in the fact of getting into the word of God more every day, making that a priority every day of getting into the Word of God. Maybe picking a book, starting with the Gospels, maybe. Maybe you're one of those that's never read. Start with the Gospels. You know, Start learning about who, continuously, learning about who Christ is, what this testifies of. You know, I've talked about before about the the reading of, of Scripture is so low, at least in the United States. There's only 11% of people currently, that the, the most recent statistics I've seen, There's only 11% of professing Christians that read the Bible every day. And when we don't read Scripture, then we're we're suffering from spiritual malnutrition. We're going to suffer from biblical illiteracy. We're going to believe things about God that aren't true. We're going to listen to people that are perpetuating false doctrine or doctrine that is not addressing or talking about the truth of the Scripture. And so this is why it's so important that this one resolution, this one thing that we have got to know Christ more. We've got to know him more. This is a relationship that we have with God. And one of the biggest aspects of this relationship is reading scripture. It's vital. It's vital that we're around other fellow believers, that we're, that we're not forsaking the corporate gathering. It's important that we're spending time in prayer. It's important that we're spending that fellowship with God not because we have to, but because we desire to, because we, we understand it's not just about praying a prayer and it's not just about being on autopilot. It's not just about, you know, deciding, well, I'm going to, uh, I'm not going to, have a great relationship with god unless i feel all these emotions and all these butterflies and and have had this specific if i have a b and c happen and then i start crying at this particular time and and i have all this uh, these other manifestations that happen if i could be honest with you if we're depending on emotions then that's more of a romantic novel type relationship or fellowship with god and again there's nothing wrong with emotions because we're going to have emotions but i would just encourage you if you're if you have this mindset of i can't have a deep relationship with christ without having an encounter and experience or some sort of emotional or sensational type of reaction then i would i would challenge you and even encourage you in that that may be something that you need to really evaluate and look at and be honest with if that's what your perception of having a relationship with christ is or to know him more if that's the only basis you have And again, I say that from someone who was in types of environments like that, that maybe it was not just, maybe it was me that had that, I don't know. But sometimes we we fall into that trap of thinking, well, if I haven't had some sort of emotional feeling or something along with this, then really God's just not in it. And that's a false mindset that we have. The Word of God is so vital. It's so important for us to, to understand, uh, like I said, especially for us growing in our in our relationship, and our knowledge of Christ? How are in the, how are we going to grow in our knowledge of Christ if we don't know what the Word says about Him to begin with? One of the scriptures I would really encourage you to read, and it may take you a little bit to get through it, it's the longest psalm, it's Psalm 119. But you talk about loving the Word, loving God's testimony, His, His law, His instruction, His commandments, His testimonies, His ways, His precepts, His promises, His rules... Uh, I would encourage you to read through Psalm 119 and notice how many times the psalmist here is talking about how he loves God's law. He loves his statutes. He loves his testimonies. He loves his counsel. He loves his words. He loves his promises. And the gist of all this when I read Psalm 119 is I need to love the word of God more. I need to love because it's testifying of my savior. It's testifying of my God, of my Lord and savior. And I need to love his word more and in, in, when I understand his word more and I'm loving his word more and I don't reject his instruction in it, when I don't discount his instruction in it, his word, his gospel that's in it, that's testifying of God's beloved son of Jesus Christ, then I'm getting a, gr- a better revelation of who God is by studying and reading his word and above all loving him, loving the author of this word. I think that's one of the things, too, is that, you know, at the same time of having such emotion, there can also be this trap that we fall into of, well, I've read the Bible cover to cover. Well, I've read it 20 times. Well, I've read it 25 times. Well, I've read it 100 times. Well, I've, you know, I, I know all the Greek and the Hebrew in it, and I know all the ins and out of it, and logistics, and I know the hermeneutics, and I know da-da-da-da-da-da. We can list off all the things we know, but then we don't know the author himself. There can be ditches on both sides. And so what we what we have to understand is just as much as we want to understand and grow in the knowledge of the Word, we also want to have such a, a love, um, first and foremost, for the author himself, for God himself. And in that, we begin to grow in in, underst- in wanting to understand the Word of God better and loving His Word and having it written on our hearts to where if there is a temptation, for example, if there's a temptation in all of us to sin, then first, then hopefully first and foremost, that relationship that we may not sin against God comes to us first and foremost because we love God so much. And at the same time, it's because we have his word written on our hearts that tells us these are the boundaries that God set because of his love, of his holiness. And this is why we don't want to cross those boundaries And because we love God so much and we want to honor him and glorify him, we want to know what his word says and we want to obey him. We want to obey him out of that fellowship, that relationship that we have with the Lord. I hope I'm making sense with all of this because it can kind of be overwhelming and it's also a very hard, I think it's a hard resolution to fully encapsulate into a podcast or even probably into a lifetime of saying, I just want to know the Lord more. I know him as my Lord and Savior. I want to know him even more. It's not something I, I simply want to just stop at and say, "Oh yeah, I, I know him as my Lord and Savior, and I know the gospel. I want to continue to grow in that and continue to to grow in understanding his word, and even more so than that, in knowing him, knowing the Word is part of that. So it, it, uh, it's all intertwined. And again, it's something that can't be covered in a in a podcast or in a, a short period of time, but it's something we continue to grow in. And this is the one resolution that I'm making for myself this year, is that I want to grow continuously in the Lord. I want to know Him more and spend time in His Word, spend time understanding the truth, and also in glorifying Him in all that I do in Word and deed and being quick to repent when I don't do that, and thanking His His precious Spirit, the Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit, for His conviction, for His endowment with power, for His guidance, for His promptings, for for the truth, for the truth, because He testifies of the truth. He testifies of Christ. That's who the Holy Spirit testifies of, by the way. He doesn't testify of Himself. He testifies of Christ. He draws attention to Christ. And so as you're going into this year, don't be Afraid to make resolutions, and then if they, you don't follow through with them, don't beat yourself up. But if you're a believer in Christ, consider making this your utmost resolution, not just at the beginning of the year, but every day, that you want to know Him more. And your you're knowing Him more is not based on how you feel, it's not based on emotions, it's not based on you having a specific type of experience that you welcome those emotions when they do come that they're out of a place of gratitude and adoration to the Lord in understanding who he is, what he's done and thanking him for that but you're also understanding that those moments that you're not going to feel anything that you're still growing and knowing who he is when you want to when you're getting into the when you're getting into the word of God, when you're pursuing and understanding more and more and above all that you're That you're knowing the one who created you, that you're walking in the ways that He has set out based on Scripture, and that you're growing in that grace and knowledge that that continuous that is is mentioned in the New Testament. So I hope that this uh, I hope this has blessed you today, and I I apologize again for the voice. I'm still having some respiratory issues, so if you all would uh, not mind to pray for me, I would appreciate it. I pray that this year is fruitful for you as you grow in that grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ, that you will uh, make scripture a priority in your life every day to sit and read and, and to ponder on it and to chew on it and to think on it and grow in the understanding and the love of, of the word. But, but even more so of the, the one who wrote the, the word and that this year is fruitful for you in ministering to other people, uh, pointing them back to Christ, and glorifying Him in all that we do, because that is our desire in our hearts as believers, that we want to glorify God in all that we do. I pray that 2022 finds it fruitful for all of us to do that. Be blessed today by this word. Thank you for joining me on this podcast. If you would like to connect with me, you can find me on Facebook and on Instagram at lovesickscribe.com. And if you enjoy reading, feel free to hop on over to lovesickscribe.com and subscribe to my blog. I've enjoyed being with you today, and I look forward to our next time together as we talk about biblical truths, current topics, and we continue to grow together in loving the word and loving the one who is the word, Jesus Christ. Blessings to you.